for Furphy at Little Creatures Village, Geelong. This is the warm-up with Warlow and Moons. G'day everyone, welcome to the warm-up for another week. Matt Wall and Cam Mooney with you this morning. Plenty coming up, so much sport has been going around the world as we sort of start to slow down but also build up towards the AFL Finals in just a week's time. It is August already. All thanks to Furphy this morning at Little Creatures Village, Geelong. Make sure you get there. And enjoy the footy over the weekend. Moons, how are you going, mate? I'm well, Wallo. I'm very well, thank you very much. And uh, excited about the weekend. A little bit, uh, some strange news has come through this week, which I know we're going to touch on. It's a been of, uh, a weird suspension this week. Weird suspension, weird suspension and a weird sort of outcome too with the uh, Port Adelaide <laughs> stuff from over the weekend, oh, which we'll geez. touch on. Don't get me started on that. Uh, they've got the Cats, of course, tonight at GMHBA Stadium. Uh, Sarah Ashmore is going to join us, former player and Fox Netball reporter. The World Cup on at the moment. The Aussies are struggling a little bit and also going to touch on the Matildas a little bit later with her as so well. A lot we of women's lost, sport. And yet we're still... In the competition. So we got through the group stage and then we lost the next game. We still could win it. I don't know how that's that works. Weird. We'll have to speak to her about it because I've no idea Can't what's going on I can't believe we lost there. to England. Jeez. I know. That's uh, first time, really. Yeah. Uh, and weekend preview coming up. So many big games of footy this weekend and some local footy as they get ready for the finals as well. Hey, mate, want to start just quickly on the uh, Damien Hardwick stuff. We haven't spoken about it, but they've gone to Italy this week. Yes. Mark Evans, yes. uh, to Chikatera. I don't know if you've been. Beautiful no, part of the world. No, I have not it been. It is but an I've... amazing part of the mm-hmm. world. Uh, a bit secluded too. It's not that easy to get to because it's on the on the uh, ocean. It's on the on the coast. So he's flown over to get Damien Hardwick over the line, potentially a five-year deal Can't in Can't come home without his signature. You just can't. I think there's no point coming home without his signature, to be <laughs> honest. Um, take your time, mate. So do you so think c- they've actually like emailed Dimmer and said, hey, Dimmer, uh, we know you're in Italy. But we'd love to just come over, just just for an hour, just sit down, have a coffee, shoot the breeze. Yeah. Just in the middle of your holiday. Do you mind? I is, think, is that how it's gone? Well, to be honest. Well, do you think they just rock up and go, Dimmer? Well, I and think, he's like, oh, what the hell are you doing here? As I live and breathe. <laughs> it's like that Han dry yeah, You wouldn't you believe what I've got in my holiday. suitcase. I've got a contract. Yeah, joining rooms. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, so that'll be interesting. I think um, it's important they get it right. They know that they need to get it right. It feels like they've had some interesting um, selection or processes over the years to get the right coach. But they need to get him now, I think. Wouldn't it be great to be in a position as a coach where you don't have to do interviews, you've got people flying halfway around the world on your holiday to come and see you to get a contract signed so you can be there. You don't even have to sit down and have a talk with, hey, this is my philosophies, this is what I believe, this is how I think, this is what I do. No, they're just... No PowerPoint presentation. No PowerPoint presentation whatsoever. Sign a napkin and you're in. Yep. That's what it will be. And the AFL will back back the money, so it's going to be there. A million dollars plus a year, it's a pretty good position to be in. Well, it's funny because Kane Corns has been strong on this. Uh, and, And I'm not... Too far off where Corns is thinking either. When a coach comes out mid, mid-season and goes, you know what, I'm cooked, I'm burnt, I can't do this anymore, and then less than six months later, he's signing out a new club. Well, it's less, less, less yeah. than six months. Like, it's a few weeks later, he's like, I'm missing it, I'm ready to mm. go again. Um, and it's interesting that, um, I didn't think of it at the time, but we did speak about it when the Gold Coast came off losses against Port Adelaide and Collingwood, where it was almost set up perfectly for them. Because they'd had an okay season, okay season. They were doing to that okay, point. yes. But they, they were talking Stuart Jew, well, we're going to sign him again, and this course. guy, he's our man. But they put themselves in a nice position mm. because they were always going to lose against Port Adelaide and Collingwood. So it's easy to make that decision off the back of those, off two losses, yeah. even though they were first and, and then second. And then Dimitri said, you know what, I do miss coaching. Yeah. Bang, well, I wonder all if there's aligned. any jobs going. <laughs> uh, 
Um, speaking of uh, million dollars, uh, Buddy is uh, wrapped up. He's Buddy's finished. Done. You wanted him gone. I did not want him ago, gone. I just said I think it was time yep. for him to go. And look, in the end, unfortunately, the way he went out is look. Sometimes there's no fairy tale finish. Yep. And look, the, the ultimate fairy tale is Joel Selwood, you know, walking out on yep. a premiership. Uh, unfortunately, Buddy didn't get that, but. He's. I spoke about this with a couple of people before. Uh, we've had superstars in our games, but he was a megastar. Yeah. Like in his time, he was a megastar. Like he was arguably the biggest name that we've seen uh, in the past 20, 30 years. Uh, he and Gary Ablett Jr. are the two best players we've had in the game uh, this millennium. Uh, just unbelievable they are. Just freaks. So he is, um, yeah, it's not the way that you want to go out. And when he came off of that car, if you, you knew. What did you think of him not doing a presser this week. Uh, I'm okay. I, mean, I, I think he will do something. Yeah. I think he, he virtually announced and we were like, all right, buddy, get out and talk. So yeah. like, well, hang on, just give him some time to breathe. And, you know, just, he just probably wants to go away with his family, have a few days. No doubt he will come and do something at some stage. I would have liked to have seen a message though, even if it was just recorded by the club and he sat down and, and spoke for 30 seconds saying, yeah. you know, this is not the way I wanted to go out. Thank you for all your support. Um, it's been fantastic. I'll um I'll speak yeah, we'll at a later soon, date, yeah. but I just want to take some take a moment. Yeah, look, that's what we out. want. But at the end of the day, it's 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 how he wants to roll. Uh, Matty Scarlett never announced his retirement. I think he did it. I think his manager might have said something to somebody. Yeah, <laughs> that's just how he did it. He didn't not, care. He's not going around again. Hey, uh, interesting re- reports. We'll get to the Port Adelaide stuff a little bit later on. But the uh, Dane Zorko and Took Miller stuff was interesting this week. I, I found it strange for a number of reasons, and one, the incident is strange, as we know. But secondly, that Dane Zorko reports this week that the AFL said that, well, no complaint was made. There was no medical record to suggest that it was anything that was put forward that he was in, it was an issue or whatever. Since when do you have to go to the AFL and make a complaint? It's like you're having a well, dispute with your neighbour and you've got to go to the police for very, someone to sort it out for you. This is clearly a very touchy subject. Absolutely. And have a listen to... And we're not sure... We've done the, we haven't done this, uh, this suspension too many times, so I don't think we know where it's at. No, I don't. And this is what Dane Zorka had to say on SEN Queensland earlier this week. Yeah, it's interesting. You're allowed to grab the groin region now and squeeze it and do whatever you want to it. So that's um, an interesting rule that's just clearly <laughs> been cleared by the AFL. So... Uh, yeah, it, quite interesting that got off. I and mean, we had really good evidence to support the case. And um, I tell you what, my groin, my groin region's quite bruised at the moment. Well, it's fair to say that the old player rule is gone. Mm. Look after each other. Nope. Zorks, they, they didn't put in a complaint to the AFL, but he made sure that everybody knew yeah. on, on, through the media that he grabbed well, him. Well, this is how it's happened. And of course, now Took Miller... Um, has had has a one-week week, week, yes. week suspension. That's off the back of media. That's off the back of him Absolutely going on radio and then following it up because at the end of the Look, day... Look, there is no love lost between particularly those two players, uh, those two clubs, obviously. They've got their rivalry up there. But those two players in particular have been at each other's throats for a long time. Yep. Uh, so that's now, the funny thing is, though, because look, I've, I've been in games where I've been tackled in the groin region and you know straight away... And I've actually tackled someone there and you let go straight. You know. Yeah. You know when it's in your hand. <laughs> you know, Matty. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Miller didn't let go. Yeah. And he got up and smiled about it too, which is just so strange. Yeah, he, there's he, a fair he, chance. He took too long you to went, let it You go. know what? He I've got him long. and I'm not letting go. Yeah. So I'm actually here. I'm going to say you probably deserve it. He did a good job you on, probably deserve on playing on, uh, but that was probably going a little bit too far. <laughs> I mean, I just want to touch on players' futures. This time of year, a lot of players are playing 
for their future, for yep. the career. A lot of Cats players over 30 and even more so moving into next year. What sort of conversations do you reckon have been going on, maybe at Geelong throughout the season? And is there any players at the Cats that you um, think will be sort of, uh, thanks for... Thanks for your no, time. I don't think there is at Geelong. I think uh, you have a look at the guys who probably haven't had the best of seasons coming off what they did last year. I think Isaac Smith hasn't had the best of seasons, but I wouldn't be, I wouldn't say you'd be putting a line through him at all. He's at least got another one. Zach Tui's another one hasn't had the greatest of seasons after what he did last year. Uh, but but again, but I don't see any of these players at the moment retiring. Yeah, I don't think if you go through those players, you don't go, yeah, definitely should. Yeah, I absolutely don't, I don't not. Think, and so they're going to have a lot of players over that 30 list. Um, Menegola is one of them. At, you know, Menegola, unfortunately, hasn't got on the park. I think, uh, well, he, look, he definitely has to look somewhere else. Now, whether there's someone else who wants to take him on at, at that age, I'm not sure. The other one is for Geelong is guys like Radigalia. Uh, if, I'm a, if I'm an opposition club, I'm... I'm going hard. Why didn't you go last year? Well, because it was thing done, is when, you, when you get to Adelaide, a, yeah, but when you it? get to a footy club, it's your home. You know, these are your mates, these are your best friends. Um, it's what you know, it's who you love, and it's the club that you want to be at. And it's very hard to just up and leave. Uh, it's probably not until you, uh, then a few years later or a year later or whatever it may be, you go. You know what? Jeez, oh, I'm just not getting the opportunity. Like, um, Brendan Parfitt's a really good example. Um, I think he probably needs to go and find somewhere else. Now, whether he wants to do that, and I'm sure he probably doesn't, because this is, you know, Geelong's his home, and it's these are his mates, and these are who he's grown up with for the last five or six years, uh, maybe a little bit longer now, I think, Path. So it's it's really hard, but at some stage you've got to go to yourself, right, is this going to be where, is this where I'm going to be in five years' time? And if you think to yourself, well, you know what, in, in 12 months I might be delisted. That's when you've got to go and start looking elsewhere. Now, Radical is not in that situation, but I'm saying if I'm an opposition club, I'm throwing the kitchen sink for him. Yeah, so I, I think, think I think he's a, I think he's potential all Australian. Still a chance to get to Port Adelaide for mm. next year. What sort of conversations and when do they start for people who are not within you know the system? Is it a conversation that's had in the preseason before the year? Is it an ongoing conversation? Look, if you're into your last year of your contract and you're not really consistently getting a game, mate, you're you're having those conversations with your with your manager. Find somewhere for me to go. Who, who, who wants me? Does anybody want me? What, what am I going to do? All of those type of things. Or if you're a player who you know you're good enough, but you're, you're just not getting a game there because of whatever it might be, you're saying to the manager, go and find me a place. I want to get out of here. What about if the conversation from the manager is, there's nothing yeah, for you, mate, mate well, and we've got to move have on? Those conversations do happen, and maybe, don't worry. Maybe there's a media role. Maybe there's a coaching role. Well, it depends, depends on, I guess, where you're at with your career. But if you're only three, four, five years into your career, you're not going to get a media job. No, um, you know, coaching job maybe, You'd be maybe, low. but you've actually that's that's when you're talking about mate country footy, you know, who, yeah, who, who where, where can we go and get you really good money and a really good job? Like they're the conversations you're having after only a short amount of time in the AFL. Yep. Now it is a stressful time for players at this stage of uh, the season, but uh, look, we're looking forward to seeing how they go for the rest. But of But I the love year. this bit part of the it's like like it. Um, Basketball, trade period, all that. I love it. I know, and that's why it's getting flicked around. I think that's why the mid-season stuff needs to come yeah. in. I love it too. I know I really trade week do. goes for a long time. Uh, trade but week I radio goes trade, for. I love trade, trade radio. Week. I reckon it's great for the three, every day. Four I'm weeks. checking my Twitter. Who's going? Oh, yep. he's going over there. Oh, that's awesome. That and people that. complain that not not enough gets done, but I like the speculation. I, yes. I find that interesting. I know the players might not so much, but no, uh, you don't because you don't want to hear your name getting thrown around to three different clubs. Yeah. 
you're away on a trip with about six of your best mates. You go, no, geez, boys, I don't think I'm here next yeah, year. I'll start looking for houses <laughs> in uh, Adelaide. All right, coming out, we're going to chat to Sarah Ashmore from uh, former Fox Netball and uh, to chat and player to chat about the World Cup coming up. And also, Moon's a six-pack with the Dacos brothers signing a long-term <laughs> deal. Who's the best six brothers in the game right now in our weekend preview? Not too far away. This is the warm-up, all thanks to Little Creatures. <laughs> For Furphy at Little Creatures Village, Geelong. You're listening to The Warmer with Warlow and Moons. For Furphy at Little Creatures Village, Geelong. This is The Warmer with Warlow and Moons. Yeah, all thanks to Little Creatures. For Furphy as well, have a Furphy at Little Creatures Geelong Village this weekend. Watch the footy cats taking on Port Adelaide tonight at GMHBA Stadium. It's a must-win game for both clubs, and we'll get to that in just a moment. It could be four in a row for Port Adelaide, couldn't you believe, after winning mm. 13 in a row. Crazy, crazy. We'll get to the games, the weekend preview in just a moment. Sarah Ashmore to join us a little bit later as well. But let's get into Moons' six-pack. Moons' six-pack for little creatures. All creatures welcome. Big news for Pies fans during the week with uh, the love Lake how Coast they do Brothers. it together. That's good. Isn't it's it? a strange one. Oh, it's, it's great. Um, I love it too. I think it's good. I'm not sure where the money sits. If you've got $2 million, so the Dacos brothers have signed together uh, virtually for six years. Of the, the, their contracts might run out a year or two. Apart, was, there, was there a number put to, to 30. I haven't seen a number, to be honest. No numbers? Right, you've got $2 million, yes. right, per season. Mm. Just say, we're throwing it out there. How are you dividing that money between those two players, Josh and Nick? Uh, Question without notice. <laughs> Somehow I'm giving Nick just a little bit more than Josh, but yeah, not much. That's not much but more. Not much. So we I think Josh is a star. Yeah, and Josh I, has been not missed... A little bit overshadowed because Nick has been so extraordinary in his yep. second year. But what Josh has done this year, and in his, in his short career as well, is absolutely brilliant. So you're it, talking, it really is. you talking 1.1 to 9, or are you talking 1.2 to 8? I know those numbers aren't right. Yeah, you, if, you're going to, if you're going to split the two mil, are probably... Are you giving 60% to Nick I'm probably going 1.1 one, one to 9. Okay. 1.1 one to Nick. Okay, it's pretty tight. That's pretty tight. All right, like we're going to go. Josh has been a star. He has been uh, all Australian wingman this yeah. year, potentially top six brothers in the AFL, mate. Let's go through your your. Uh, six okay, a couple week. of uh, guys who just couldn't scrape in. So the Henry boys, obviously down at Geelong. Yep. Um, Ollie's just not there yet. Other, just because this is about you know, both players are playing well or what kind of careers they've had and all of those type of things so far. The McKay boys, geez, I just couldn't squeeze them in because I've got at six the Kerno boys. Because Charlie's a genuine superstar. Yep. He genuine carries a lot superstar. of weight. Carries a lot of weight. <laughs> Ed's had a really nice career, but Charlie's just right but up more there. More of a journeyman, Ed. Really, and yeah, been a very journeyman, good journeyman. journeyman. Uh, at number five, I've got the Guthrie boys. So Cam has been an absolute star for Geelong. 200 games, premiership player. Uh, Hasn't Zach come on? And Zach has just, in his last 18 months, and I, I will put my hand up and say, I didn't think Zach was going to have a career, a really good career. He's turned out to be a really good player. He was probably looking for country footy Yeah, contracts. he was. And all of a sudden, now he's a premiership yeah, player and turned into a, a big, big part of their, their back line. Uh, at number four, the DeConing boys, uh, Tom and Stuart. I mean, these guys are just, you know, they're going to be huge, huge players for the next 10 years. Reckon Tom's in front? I think, oh, Tom, Tom's in, uh, no, Sam's in front. Sam's in front. Geelong, yeah, yep. absolutely. I mean, sorry, that's what I meant, yeah, Sam. Sorry, apologies. Premiership player, all of those type of things. But Tom, what he's, 
capable of doing and what I think he will do over the next 10 years is going to be enormous. Uh, number three, I'm going to go the King boys, um, Max and Ben. I'm not sure who you would put in front there. I really don't. They're a now they're both case, those two. extremely talented. What we what we expect and what we want and what we've probably got so far just sits under that. But we know that they are very good. When injury, you get a, t- in, a little bit injury prone, when you get a taste of what they can do, it's your expectations exciting. go through oh, the roof. It's very and that's exciting. Where probably sometimes they fall away, but they've been amazing. But they've, they've still got a, they've still got another ten years in the system, and I think both of them will kick well over six hundred goals each uh, at minimum. Uh, number two, I've got the Brayshaw boys. Now, yes. obviously, Angus, a premiership player. Andrew, who I think has actually taken over Angus as the best Brayshaw, he's an absolute star. He'll be the next Fremantle captain, uh, I'm sure of it. Uh, and I hopefully for his sake, because they're just a really good family, I'd love to see him take that club to a premiership. He's, he's just a ripping person. And obviously, at number one, we've got the Dacos boys, who right now are completely dominating everything. Yep. And their old man's just riding oh, away. Isn't Dakes loving it? He's doing the sporties every week. Oh, I He's love got it. the boys there. Um, unbelievable. You can buy merchandise. Yeah, I reckon that uh, Dakes, Peter Dakos, that is, might have uh, got a couple of, couple of uh, shillings on that contract. Too. So it's so funny, though. Look, looking through the list of all the brothers and that, uh, you know, the McGovern's, um, the Berries, geez, the McDonald's. Geez, there's a lot out there, isn't there? Yeah. Himmelberg's. Yeah. Unfortunately, probably one of them's just not quite as, as good as. As Harry, Elliot's not quite as good as Harry yet. Yep, yep. All right, that's Moons' six-pack. All thanks to Little Creatures. Got the Dacos brothers at number one in the AFL. Let's whip through the rest of the games uh, this weekend, round 20 Moons. Now, before we get there, last week, now, last week in footy tipping. Now, this is what I can't understand. I don't do footy tipping. In fact, I hate footy tipping. I got tipping. five last week. That's unbelievable. It was very good. So, people are getting three. I picked three. West Coast. Yes. And I picked the Giants. Well, I told you to pick West Coast. Oh, you North, did not. You said North Melbourne. Everyone wants them going wants them to win. I said, no one wants them to win. This is what I said last week about the round. Have a listen. I've actually picked, tipped them for the win down there. Oh, I think this is a weekend of upsets. So I think the Giants will, will take that. Weekend of upsets. There yes. was two favourites, I think, that got up for the whole weekend. So uh, I'll pat myself on the back yeah, there. Well done. That. No, but don't complain about weekend. getting three in your footy tips that your tips are wrecked. Everyone got three. Yeah. So don't worry about that. And you know what? It just means, and I was talking to Steve Hocking during the week, uh, and we're talking about, you know... No one cares about your footy tips, by the way. <laughs> no, but it was just more... It's just amazing. The AFL just... How good is this season finishing now? They're getting yep. finals before the finals. Mm. Every week now. It's just yeah, It is incredible. great. And Carlton have a big say on that. Let's get to the Bombers West Coast. Brad Scott's actually said, he said a couple of weeks ago, his midfield looked tired. And you're starting to see it. And that's what happens with young groups. St Kilda are the same. St Kilda started the year off so well. They had injuries... And they, and they played a different, uh, I guess, style, small ball up forward, which probably took teams by surprise. Once everybody worked them out a little bit, and then their young guys, and it happens every year, their bit. young guys get tired. It just, it's it's a fact in football. It yep. happens. And we're starting to see that a bit. Uh, the Crows, the best 12th team of all time after 20 rounds. I said St Kilda were the worst fifth team last week after 19. They would have to be the best 12th yeah, team. Yeah, and you know what? They're, they're, they're the team I want to see in it. I, as, I, as do I. Yeah, Tex last week Tex was is flying. Uh, unfortunately, they they don't have Rankin. Um, I think she, is Shelley back soon this week. This week, perfect. He's a star in the making. Uh, I'm not sure they're going to play finals, but I would love to see them play finals. A worrying game for the Pies. Do they need to win this by 40 points? I guess they don't need form? to win it by 40 points. They just need to win it. All right. that, that's all. That's all you need to do with your Collingwood right now. Uh, they're two games clear. 
Just keep ticking them over. Ice fans would like a comfortable win for yeah, a change. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they would, and I think they'll probably get it. Um, look, Hawthorne, the Hawthorne have shown a plenty this year. Yep. They've shown plenty for a team that's that's going to finish third last. Mm. So they're actually on the right track. Yep. Um, big game tonight. Geelong, Port Adelaide. Big outs for the Cats. Uh, a couple of outs for Port as well. Um, this is a must win. It feels like a game Geelong just win this game. Oh, jeez. You know what? Geelong very rarely, if ever, lose two in a row down in, down at Cat Park. They rarely lose two in a row. Full <laughs> yeah. stop. They did this year, of course, um, early in the season. And look, you've you just got a funny feeling for Port. Had the wheels starting to fall off a little bit, uh, but in saying that, they've come up against some really big teams. They've gone thirteen in a row. They've lost their last three. Yeah. This could be four in a row. I know. And the Carlton one was everyone goes, "Well, that's where it started." But I understand why they they rest. They won't say they rested, but clearly they rested some players. Knowing, okay, you know what? If we drop that game, so be it. But we've still got second spot sewn up. But we've got big games coming up against Collingwood and then Adelaide. Yeah, huge. But unfortunately, they just didn't get the results on those two. Yeah, let's get some quick tips uh, as we're running late here for the rest of the round. Giants and the Swans tonight. Game of the round, Giants for me. Can't wait. North Melbourne, Melbourne should be the Ds comfortably. North are in a real bother. St Kilda Carlton, this is a game I think the Blues just go out and give them a nice little touch-up and and all of a sudden they're a real deal. You would think so, but you never know. St Kilda being okay, got King and Membry back in the team. Um I don't mind what this game is going to bring. Interesting game us. at Marvel on Sunday, and lastly, Fremantle Brisbane could be anything. Oh, I think this. I think Fremantle. I think Brisbane. I've got a funny <sighs> feeling it's the Dockers as well. Yeah, they were. I was at Fremantle Geelong last week, and Fremantle were outstanding. So right. they've, they've actually been really disappointing this year, considering what they can do. They have been uh, coming up. We're going to get to our local footy, and of course, the marketplace. Sarah Ashmore talk about the diamonds up next. This is the warm up. All thanks, to little creatures. At Little Creatures Village, Geelong. You're listening to the warmer with Warlow and Moods. For Furphy at Little Creatures Village, Geelong. This is the warmer with Warlow and Moods. Yeah, still plenty to come this morning on the warm-up local footy wrap and our marketplace not too far away, all thanks to Little Creatures Village, Geelong Moons. There's so much women's sport on at the moment and they're doing a fantastic job. Now, I've got my concerns about timings, but we'll get to that in in a moment and why it's all happening all at once. But joining us on the line is former Fox Netball host and also player herself at the top level, Sarah Ashmore. Sarah, welcome. How are you? Hey, Wallow and Moons. I'm really well, thank you. I'm a bit overloaded by sport at the moment. It's um, it's a luxury, but it's hard to keep up with everything that's going on. Well, it is. I'm glad the Ashes have finished because I just I can't get my <laughs> sleeping patterns going correctly, but that's one thing off my list for this year. The Nepal World Cup is on. We'll talk about the Soccer World Cup in just a moment. Um, well, firstly, I was going to leave this, but I'll, I'll, I'll ask you, why are they on at the same time? Yeah, it's a funny one. It could be seen as a positive or a negative. Mm. It's so positive because the Soccer World Cup has just been massive. It's it's one of the best ones that we've hosted yet. Huge crowds, um, obviously, on Aussie soil. So we're loving it and our girls are playing really well. And then you've got the netball on at the same time. So it's sort of like this big wave of momentum for women's sport mm-hmm. at the moment. But it also would be really nice if maybe they were just spaced a week or two apart so we could, you know, ride the momentum. See, I love the wave. Uh, I think it's other. great. I think it's got us all just you involved. All I, think yep. it's, I think it's working well for us. I love it. I think yeah, winning on Monday 
Monday night for the Matildas mm. is going to be big for women's sport in terms because I was falling off quickly. <laughs> but I, was and I a, love the Matildas. I was at a bar I watching. Was I was at a bar the other night watching the Matildas play, and it was packed. Yeah, packed. Hey, let's start with the netball. Uh, interesting result a couple of days ago against the Poms. Uh, first time we've been beaten, I think, ever in a World Cup game against them. Moons and I were trying to work out the system. We had no idea how it works. <laughs> Tell us what that means and what we've got to come. Look, you do need a science degree to follow this <laughs> cup system, to be honest. So there was a pool stage at the very start where we played some of the lower nations and it was basically a training run throughout. Then you progress to a preliminary We played Malawi. We got pushed for a half of netball but overcame then and then played England. Um, we lost by a goal and it was our game to win. Uh, we had the ball in our hands with about 30 seconds to go and it got tipped down the court from a pass um, from Kira Austin into England's hands and, and they win the match. Um, but we still stay alive. So it just means that we finish second in that pool. And now the two pools cross over. Are you guys still with me? Yeah, no, still there. <laughs> still there. So England and, Oz- and the Aussies were in one pool. In the other pool were uh, New Zealand and Jamaica. We now cross over and we play Jamaica in the semis and that's do or die. But it was a massive, ga- a massive day for netball um, to give some context. Largely, uh, the World Cup, I think we've played about 16 of them, has been won either by the Aussies or New Zealand. Mm. And up until a few World Cups ago, it was the Aussies and New Zealand, daylight, and then you get the likes of England, Jamaica, South Africa um, coming in behind. And now we've got four teams sitting in the semis, and you could absolutely argue that any one of those teams could win. So the Aussies went down to England for the first time ever in a World Cup series. And then on the other side of the draw, New Zealand lost to Jamaica by 11 goals. So it wasn't even a close contest. Uh, 11 goals down, New Zealand come into the competition as the second-ranked team. They're the reigning uh, World Cup Mm. holders. So they're looking a bit shaky too. So it could be anyone's World Cup. So is our loss then a good loss? Is that blessing in disguise? So we're playing Jamaica now, but Jamaica have just absolutely slaughtered. Yeah, Yeah. so I'm confused still. (laughs) So, I mean, are we happy or sad? How should I be feeling today? Um, uh, you, you shouldn't be probably happy or sad. So I reckon the loss is all right for us. Um, the Aussies came into this World Cup with really minimal time together as a team. They didn't even have a selection camp. They arrived a couple of days before the tournament started. So these early rounds really are a chance for them to work out who their starting seven are and who their combination should be. So I don't think the loss is um, a really bad thing to happen. They're still in the running to win it. Um, and it sort of sharpens them up a little bit. And you would have thought if we were crossing over into the other pool and playing New Zealand, we would normally mm. um, not be loving that result in a semi-final. But I'm actually a bit more nervous about playing Jamaica because they're sort of unknown. They play this really exciting brand of netball. Um, they've got some absolute superstars up either end of the court who dominated the Suncorp Super Netball League this year. So they're going to be really tough to beat. Are they? Um, I know this sounds silly, and possibly they could be. Are they the West Indies of netball? I mean, are they sort of flamboyant and, um, you know, obviously tall and athletic? And is that is that what they're like? Yeah, yep. You've you've nailed it. They are just so athletic. Um, they've got two shooters in there: Ramilda Aitken and Janelle Fowler, who just tower over the rest of. The competition, Janelle Fowler shot 213 goals out of 219 in this tournament. So she's running at just above 97%. 
um, which is pretty unstoppable. And then their defensive end, they've got four defenders who are playing in the Suncorp Super Netball League. Mm. And just like the vertical leap on these girls is insane. Two of the girls were playing for the Adelaide Thunderbirds who just won the premiership. So they're pretty scary. Mm. They're a pretty scary outfit. In the past, the knock on Jamaica has been that they've been inconsistent and they've lacked a little bit of depth. But from what we've seen Sounds like the West Indies. <laughs> <laughs> exactly so, the West Indies. So the, the lack of, I guess, uh, being together as a team because obviously the Suncorp series went, you know, virtually finished just before the World Cup started. Is that going to come back and bite us on the backside? Well, it's interesting you ask, Moons, because when I was watching the England game, my thought right up until the last couple of minutes was, we'll be fine because our it, Australia's just known for mm. having that experience and really calm head, and they just get it done. And so I was watching that match thinking, that's all right, we'll get it done. We just know how to get it done, and they didn't. And so it was their game to lose. They had possession, and they could have at least drawn it in that last sort of 30 to 40 seconds, um, and they coughed it up. So, I mean... Every World Cup that we've watched where it's come down to the wire, except for the last one, I should add, we lost by a goal to New Zealand, but we won't talk about that. Um, like I'm thinking of the ones when Cheryl McMahon was playing yeah. and she was shooting the goal in overtime to win it. We just always seem to find a way to get those ones done, um, whereas we couldn't against England. So who knows? From one World Cup to the other, I don't want to talk about so much the games, but what about the fact that the viewership, on this, Sarah, has just been enormous with the ratings and crowds and all of those type of things. It has been a magnificent World Cup for the, for the women's uh, Matildas. Yeah, it's been um, it's been awesome. Like we spoke about the wave of momentum earlier, the hype um, around the World Cup, particularly being hosted, the games that are being hosted in Australia, has just been insane. You can't go anywhere without someone talking about the match last night or we went here. And I mean, day one, I think there was. 75,000 that packed in the stadium in Sydney when they played Ireland. Like, imagine what it's going to be like come Monday night when they play um, in the round of 16. So it's just been awesome. And I guess one of the things I love about events like the World Cup is you get drawn into storylines that you wouldn't normally have access to. So, like, Jamaica drawing to Brazil and going through to the final 16, I think they're ranked, like, number 43rd or something. (laughs) Mm. Um, And they nearly didn't make it to the World Cup financially. And here they are playing off against the best sides. And you get to access these really cool storylines that you don't normally um, get to see. And it draws you in, doesn't it? Like everyone's just been swept in by this Women's World Cup. Yeah, it has. And And obviously the Sam Kerr stuff has has dominated a lot of the talking points for Australia. But, you know, Hayley Rasso and Steph um, Catley and that have just been amazing. All of a sudden they're carrying this team and and their profile lifts and the game of – uh, women's football in the country lifts, it, it does make it easier to watch when you've got those storylines to follow. Yeah, exactly. I think we're expecting about 80,000 on Monday night. I reckon they'll top that when they play Denmark. Um, yep. And, yeah, it's it's just so good for women's sport to see um, our women playing on the big stage. And it has to make us question at what point we stop labelling it women's sport because, like, the Matildas have shown in this World Cup that, they are just playing an amazing brand of soccer and and everyone wants to watch them. So this this notion around still labelling women's sport as women's sport, it feels like we're almost at that tipping point where it's just sport because it's all just awesome to watch. Yeah. Now, it's been a fantastic World Cup. We hope that the Diamonds uh, go well uh, tonight and also, of course, on Monday night as the 
Matilda's take on Denmark in Sydney for the round of 16 clash. Enjoy the netball over the weekend and uh, hopefully we get through and get uh, another World Cup victory because uh, it'd be nice to just sort of uh, cement our spot back at number one. Thanks for joining us this morning and best of luck with it. Thanks for having Thank me you, and enjoy all the awesome sport coming up. Sarah Ashmore joining us, former Fox netball reporter and, of course, also former player herself. Stay with us. We've got their local footy wrap coming up very soon and a marketplace not too far away, all thanks to Little Creatures. For Furphy at Little Creatures Village, Geelong, you're listening to The Warmer with Warlow and Moods. The marketplace for Little Creatures. All creatures welcome. Uh, we love this part of the show each week in the marketplace, buying and selling something in the world of sport. Uh, Moons, you take the new ball. Uh, pardon the pun, I'll get to that in just a moment. Uh, what are you selling this week, mate? Uh, what I'm going to sell is, unfortunately, last week over in Port Adelaide, the doctors got it really wrong. Really, really I wrong. I don't think and you're it allowed to just, question them, mate. I don't think you're no, allowed Well, to... I'm questioning because it was ordinary. Uh, everything about it was ordinary. And... Unfortunately, now players are probably going to miss two weeks because of when when the um, when it all starts is when the AFL said no, we're going to put these guys under HIA. Um, that, that, that kind of means it takes two weeks, so it's, they're going to miss almost two games. These yeah, players. and the thing was, and the big fight back from the clubs has been this independent doctor. We mm. don't really want an independent doctor. That's what the clubs are saying, but this makes it really bad. So. I was talking to you before the show. What I didn't like, um, take Ali Ali out of it for a second. If he goes through and comes back on the ground because he's feeling okay or whatever the circumstances mm. are or gets cleared, great. But when Jones doesn't come back on the ground and they sub him out of the game and say it's a migraine, I like, think that's take, taken the P1 double the five. Yeah. You really are. That's so no, really they, had, they had a bad weekend port on that one. And um, yeah, some, someone needs their. All right, I'm selling this week the boat parade. Now, the what grand final. That was the greatest thing ever oh last year. Oh, my God, it's terrible. It was awesome. Are you? No, it was horrendous. Uh, it's so, so <laughs> bad. They're bringing it back again this year on the Yarra. I just think, come on, guys. It didn't help that it was a crappy that. day last year. It was. And I'm not sure even if a good day is going to help it or not. Uh, the parade itself... Through Must the be streets for some players, but you want to take it through the streets because you want to get close to the fans. You're literally in the middle of the Yarra, and if you haven't actually been up to the Yarra, the Yarra is quite wide. It's very wide. You players don't actually get anywhere near it. You don't other. get anywhere near no, the crowd, no and the crowd want to see the players. Everyone's on one boat. When you're driving through the town and the or the city, sorry, that was. That was a bloody great experience for the players. Right. Yep. So what are you going to buy? I'm buying this week uh, second-hand cricket balls from the Ashes umpires because get you can get pretty good second-hand cricket balls that you could trade your old one in and get a really good one for about the same price. Now, I'm talking about the Ashes. Here's Ricky Ponning's comments this week. It was an absolute disgrace. I'll put my hand up and say that I've got absolutely no doubt at all that ball would not have done anywhere near as much as what that one did this morning. Double the amount of movement this morning from yesterday afternoon, seam movement and swing. I, I think it's a huge blunder that, as I said, needs to be investigated. It's like if you go Couldn't to agree the more, fruit Ricky. shop and see an apple that's looking red and great and one that's got holes and worms in it, you've, you've brought the one with the worms back and I'll have that one. It's like it just For me, no. it's just no, you cannot compare. And the worst part was there is actually photos now of uh, the box open and you could see some cricket balls that were worn that looked more like the cricket ball that they were trying to hand over. Which doesn't make any sense. I think that's part of Ricky Ponting's point. All right, what are you buying this week, mate? Uh, I'm going to buy it now. Sam Kerr, you haven't played a game for us. We all love you. We all need you to play. I, If you rip your calf in half, you'll 
I'll get I'll, you, you'll get more love from me. You need to play this. You need to play against Denmark. This is a Nathan Lyon moment. This is Walk the out moment. Injured and bat. Walk out, play. play. Even if you come off the bench at half, after half time, you need this will be the last chance you'll probably ever get to play a home well, uh, we'll World be. Cup on home soil. Who knows if we go through after this Denmark game? But we need you. Just come out and play. Tear it off. Can you tear a calf off the bone? Yes, you can. Can yep. you? Yes. Well, you hamstring can. you can. Hamstring you, do you can. I don't know if you can do you it. You must be able to. Anyway, rip this calf in half if you need to, Come Sam. on, Curry. Come on. You can do it for us. Um, and she did train during the week without the pressure bandage on, so fingers crossed because I don't think she was that keen on Monday <laughs> night to get out there. That is for sure. Moons, uh, you've got a busy day. And the cats? you got the cats tonight? No, no I'm off to Hawthorne and Collingwood. So to see my see the Dacos boys. Okay, see, see, see Peter in the stand. <laughs> see Peter. Not about you, on. Pete. Come on, Pete, relax. Uh, that is uh, the warm up for this week. All thanks to Furfies, and don't forget all our upgrade pizza or any schooner every Wednesday and Thursday at Little Creatures Geelong for just twenty five dollars. Visit littlecreatures.com.au. Enjoy the footy and sport over the weekend. We'll catch you next week.